Hi everyone, my name is Joey and welcome to Barely Hanging On, the podcast where I talk about pop culture, old and new, how I messily navigate my life, and of course, all things Bravo. I've been wanting to do a podcast for quite some time now, and I just couldn't find anybody that wanted to co-host with me, um, and so I didn't do it. But then I saw that Carrie Bradshaw has one on Sex and the City, and I thought, well, now that Carrie Bradshaw has one, I think everybody can do it. So I decided to go right ahead and just start. So good luck and bear with me. I've worked in retail for like 11 years, and like six months ago, I found a new job, and it's a 9 to 5. I get to work from home, and it's super exciting. And I thought, wow, I'm going to be able to get to the gym. I'm going to be able to lose all this weight. Uh, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to wake up in the morning super early. I'm going to be that guy. And honestly, six months later, um, I'm the heaviest I've ever been. I don't get up in the morning. I barely roll out of bed to make it for my first meeting in the morning. And so I don't think that uh, the job was the problem. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to change this pattern of mine. So if any one of you have tips and tricks on how to change bad habits, feel free to let me know how you do it, because here we are. Let's talk about pop culture, shall we? New York Magazine wrote an article exposing the nepotism in Hollywood. Like, all the nepo babies from Maya Hawk to, like, Maud Apatow were all in there, and who their parents are, and the thing is, it's like, who cares? Like, this isn't a new thing. Everyone in Hollywood is someone's child. Their nannies all went to someone's school. Like, it's a whole thing. And of course, people on Twitter lost their shit about this article. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like Hollywood isn't the place where you should be afraid of nepotism. Zoe Kravitz isn't out there stealing your roles. You're 25, you're a Montrealer, and you did one Tim Hortons commercial. You're fine. Like, people should be more afraid of nepotism, people stealing your real jobs, uh, stealing your spots in schools, um, intergenerational wealth. There's just other sectors where nepotism is happening, and I feel like that's what we should actually be talking about, because with the whole Nepo baby thing, I don't understand why it's such a big deal, especially in Hollywood, because like if nepotism didn't exist in Hollywood, Ryan Murphy would have nobody to cast in his projects. We wouldn't have a Ryan Murphy cinematic universe, and what... American Horror Story has been going on for like 10 years and you guys want to talk about nepotism now in Hollywood? It's been happening. Let's move on. RuPaul's Drag Race season 15 premiered and to be honest, I had to stop watching the series for a while because it was getting way too much. Like I felt like I needed to consume all of the iterations and I just couldn't. Belgium, Canada, Thailand, RuPaul's versus the world. Uh, I just, I just couldn't do it. Uh, but then I saw that Ariana Grande was the guest judge for the first episode, and they got me. So of course I tuned in. I love that she said the first time she was on, she was a bit tired because she was filming a video or something the night before. She says that this is her way of like redeeming herself, and then continues to give us nothing. Like, I love that she was even more drained this time around. Um, I'm wondering if it's because she was already maybe rehearsing for Wicked or something. Anywho, she was super cute, but her energy was a bit low. One thing I noticed is how thin the contestants are this season. I don't know if anyone else noticed or if I'm like crazy or something, but I find other than the two bigger queens, 
The others are like stick thin. I can't even say it because of my lisp. Stick thin. They're stick thin. Tiny. I thought we were doing okay before with the contestants, but like this season is definitely Twink City or like a Twink takeover, if you will. And guys, that stresses me out. Like what happened to dad bods and big boy positivity? I feel like we're going back to skinny and I don't like that. I'm like not ready. And I see it in Hollywood everywhere too. Like even with the Ozempic epidemic, like the Kardashians have never looked thinner. Did you guys see Mindy Kaling? She's at it too. Call me crazy, but something is happening. Do I want Ozempic? Honestly, I don't think I could commit to sticking myself with a needle. That's why I never tried heroin. Anyway, speaking of heroin, let's talk Real Housewives, shall we? Let's start with Salt Lake City. Uh, the Jen Shah reported to prison. She's going to jail for six and a half years because of the telemarketing fraud scheme. That was hard to say. Um, and this is like after a full season of telling the other women that she's innocent. She's been throwing tantrums, throwing drinks, and like yelling at people <laughs> saying that she's innocent. And then poof, suddenly she's guilty and she doesn't even show up for the reunion. Now, I don't know her personally, but she made a really good show. But come on, you stole money from the elderly. You're a criminal. And then you go on national television, one of the most watched Bravo franchises, and then you think you're going to get away with it. And it's like, the thing with these women, I don't understand. It's on reality television. You go to reality TV and you know you did something wrong and you think you're going to get away with it. That's insane. And like... Knowing Bravo history, it's happened with the Chrisleys, it's happened with Erica Jane, it's happening with Jen Shaw now, it happened with Teresa. How can you go on national television in 2023 in a reality show and still have like skeletons in your closet? You know it's going to come out. They come after everybody. Uncle Sam is watching you. Everybody else is. It's like, you know you did something wrong. Don't bother going on a reality show. How do you think that you're going to be able to get away with it? At this point, The Real Housewives is like a new branch of Law & Order. Law & Order, Real Housewives style, you know? And like you're rich. What's the point of going on a reality show? I feel like fame is too strong. Everybody wants to be famous. Everybody like rather go on a reality show than be quiet and make your money. Like Jen Shaw, you could have just been in your cabin in Salt Lake City and enjoyed your millions. But no, you had to go on TV sporting your new Louis Vuitton duffel bag and your moon boots. You know who paid for those moon boots? The elderly, the poor elderly people that you stole money from. And now you're going to jail for six and a half years. I hope it was worth it. Let's talk about the Salt Lake reunion real quick. I don't have much to say other than that it was quite uneventful, especially with Jen's absence. But also this dumb storyline about Heather's black eye, like I can't anymore. At this point, nobody actually cares. And like, it happened during filming, so you have no choice but to spit it out, girl. And she's not. And it's just so stupid. Even Andy was annoyed at the reunion. Also, shame on Bravo for not having cameras everywhere. They should start doing it like on Summer House where they have like real surveillance cameras everywhere so that they can use the footage and then that's it. This is twice now that they miss an important action. And like, let's remember Kathy Hilton's alleged meltdown in the Sprinter van. You're telling me that no one has that footage? If they really don't, then someone needs to get fired. 
um, these women only film like three months out of the year and get paid ridiculous salaries. Nothing should be off limits. If you're really getting paid one and a half million dollars a season filming three months out of the year, you better be telling me where that black eye came from. Now, come on. Anyway, getting back to Salt Lake Reunion, did you guys notice that everybody was wearing orange? Like an orange color? Maybe it was my TV, I don't know. But everybody looked like they were wearing Fifty Shades of Orange, except Lisa Barlow. But her spray tan made it up. She was also in orange, technically. It looked like they were going to film like a reboot of Orange's New Black. I'm now wondering if it was in support of Jen Shaw, which would make it even funnier. Anyway, nothing else really happened. Dana tried to show off. It didn't happen. That Angie K girl, like, oof, child, hopefully it's your last season because you did not bring anything to the table. Moving on to Beverly Hills, it was a crazy season this year. Kathy Hilton and Lisa Rinna really, really had, like, gotten into it. But you don't go after a Hilton. And with the non-existent footage, there was actually, like, no case. So Lisa at the reunion kept saying, then put me on fucking pause. Put me on pause. And I guess Bravo listened because she's on pause. She's not coming back this season. And I don't know how that's going to be. And get this. Now I see her on TV everywhere. Like, she's on every, um, she's, like, on every talk show um, with Harry Hamlin. With Harry Hamlin. Um, And they're, like, changing the narrative about how they hated it and they're so much happier now that they're off the show and they have time to do something else and that just always makes me laugh because it's like you've been on it for eight years how bad could it have been like you could have just left after the first season or second season but no you stayed for eight seasons now your character has been assassinated by Kathy Hilton and it's like people are turning on you and I see it I see it on Twitter people are like really turning against her I was one of them as well but she made really good TV but now that you see that that that's happening um you go ahead and you like try to change the narrative and make everybody believe that it was your decision. And even if it was your decision that you're like actually happy about it, even though you were kind of pushed out this season. Um, I also read somewhere that like, she's trying to get a show with her daughters and like make it like be the next Jenners or the Hadids. But like Amelia Gray and Delilah Bell are not Gigi and Bella, but keep trying. I'm excited to see what's happening. Cause I'll probably watch it anyway. Also leaving this season after a one-hit wonder is Diana Jenkins. She really wasn't doing it for me, so I don't really care. But she was, like, way too rich. And don't get me started on her boy toy, Asher. Come on. Very handsome, but there's something that wasn't quite right. Like, I don't want to out people because that's not my job. And, like, I'm a homosexual, and I hope that, like, other people don't out me. I mean, I'm outing myself, but not in that way. Just, like, I'm not into that. Like, if Shawn Mendes wants to be Sean Mendes then he can be Sean Mendes and whoever whatever like don't force people to come out but this guy just this, it was weird it, just, it was just weird like he didn't look like a husband or like a boy toy he just kind of looked like a hairstylist that turned into a lover and like there was those weird scenes where they were a family and I couldn't really tell the difference between Asher the boy toy and like her actual son like I don't know. It just samashepa, and she'll be fine. Like she was rich to begin with, and she's richer than I've ever ever seen on any other franchise. And if that money is real, she really didn't need it coming in. So 
She doesn't need Bravo. She'll be completely fine. She has a baby and she has her boy toy. I'm sure she's going to be fine. And good luck to you, Diana Jenkins. Crystal Kunminkoff is returning. And honestly, shout out to her. She's like the millennial queen that's always trying to put everybody in place and like teaching Kyle Richards that it's not okay to be racist anymore. And that's great. I'm really happy about that. Um, she really tries. And I heard that she may be bringing one of her 14 friends on with her this season. Do you guys remember the 14 friends uh, storyline? The one where like apparently 14 of her closest friends had dropped her and like they all had a falling out. But sometimes it's like, how silly is that? 14 friends. Do you like, I don't even have 14 friends to have a falling out with. Like, do you count them? Do you have like a weird whiteboard with your 14 friends on them and like you cross their names out when they like start falling out of place like I don't understand how that happened anyway one of the 14 friends is apparently coming with her I'm not sure if that's true speaking of her 14 friends probably someone outside of it because apparently she's close with her Sarah Michelle Geller is one of Crystal's friends and now she was on Andy's show the other day, Sarah Michelle Gellar, not Crystal, um, and Andy asked her if she would like make a cameo or if she would want to appear. And Sarah Michelle Gellar was super cute and said that she probably wouldn't, but never say never. But if she was, she wouldn't be very good at it and she probably would break the fourth wall. Now, I don't think that that's such a bad thing. Like, she doesn't have to come on full time, but how cool would Sarah Michelle Gellar be on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills as like a friend of? You just show up two episodes and you put in your two cents and you leave. You get to be a Real Housewives. I think that's really cool. And, like, just do, like, Jamie Lee Curtis. So chic, like Dorit would say. Just come in, assassinate the scene, make it your own, and then bounce. I think that would be wonderful. Andy, if you're listening, please try to get Sarah Michelle Gellar on. We need her. I really wonder what next season's bringing. They're starting filming already. Um, Rinna may have been really polarizing to some of you, but, like, she brought good TV. She brought drama. And, like, I just don't know who's going to show up this season for that. Like, they're all so, like, careful with their images and stuff. And, like, sometimes it also comes off, like, not genuine when they bring the drama. You're like, oh, but now you're doing it for TV. And we're all doing it for TV. That's not what I mean. But, like, some of them just don't make it look natural. And I think a soap star like Lisa Rinna really does make it look natural. Sometimes you're like, oh, you're grasping at straws. But it was always good. Like it always made sense with the story. And now it's just like, who's going to step up. I don't think Garcelle Beauvais is going to try to like ruin her image and start bringing random drama to Beverly Hills. So I'm very curious as to what this season will be bringing, but who knows what else? Ugh, Bravo has been feeding me recently. We have family karma that I watch summer houses back. Um, New Jersey, Vanderpump Rules. Also, I'm in Canada and I watch everything on Hey You. And Hey You had a huge, I don't know, I don't know what just happened, but like a dispute, who knows? Um, anyway, contract negotiations didn't work and we never got Miami. And I'm very excited to watch Real Housewives of Miami because apparently they are killing it slash it's almost over. I think the reunion's being filmed. Um, so I'm very excited for that, and it only comes out in March. Now, it's February 22nd, I understand. March is just around the corner, so I'm very, very excited about that. There will probably be a deep dive of Miami, so I'm sorry to people that watched it seven years ago. At this point, it's like, 
it the whole season's over i think anyway so that's coming out soon and i'm very excited about it for now i have summer house and honestly like they're bringing the drama and they're trying it's episode two i'm gonna give them some time um but they're bringing in three new cast members that i don't love and it's like i don't accept new cast members the last one i accepted was andrea and i mean because he was a hot model like from italy like obviously but like these three new three new people like i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen with that i'll let you know in another episode there's also real housewives of new jersey like i said um Teresa is crazy it it's the wedding season we're gonna have like footage from that but also it's like it's the same old story over and over again like she's still fighting with melissa and joe and it's like I just feel like it's going around in circles at this point, and the only people that can put her in her place is Kathy Wakili and Caroline Manzo. They need to come back and, like, put her in her place, you know? Like, spice it up, but spice it up for real. This thing of, like, Joe and Teresa not getting along, they haven't gotten along in, like, 20 years. It's just getting really old, and then the Satellite Friends are making good drama, but, like... Jersey was a family show, and I think that was what was most important, and I think that's what made that franchise special, but now it's like, they're just friends, and are they really friends? Teresa doesn't care. She films with them. She leaves. She, she, she's got her own life now, and I feel like if we put in Kathy and, like, Caroline, she'll, like, fucking lose her shit, you know? Although I love her. I just like us to press her buttons a little bit more, because now she's so namaste, and she's, like, keeping it cool. And just, that's just not what I'm looking for in Jersey. Vanderpump Rules is really bringing it back. I don't know if they got scared because they were going to get canceled because last season was such a bummer. But this season, they came back. They have a helicopter shot. They use a drone for their intro. They revamp the intros. The girls are bringing it. Like, everyone is bringing the drama. There's divorce. There's new hookups. There's... There's abuse of power in the workplace. It's very 2023. Everybody's stepping it up. They're looking so good. The girls are looking amazing in their confessionals. I think Vanderpump Rules is back, baby. And I'm very, very excited. That will also need a deep dive in a future episode. And yeah, um, I think that's pretty much it for my first episode, y'all. Um, I'm Carrie Bradshaw, and this was Sex in the City. I'm just joking. Um, That was my first episode of Barely Hanging On. I hope you enjoyed it because I did too. And who knows? Maybe in the future I'll have co-hosts. Maybe in the future I will bring in some guests. So who knows? Make sure to follow me on all platforms. I have TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz. Make sure to follow me at Joe the Russell, exactly like Megan the Stallion. And uh, hopefully I'll find you there. And you can find Barely Hanging On on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you find your podcast. Thank you for tuning in and see you soon. Bye.